Hello and welcome to the Adventure Effect Live with Tom and Curtis. Uh, today it is a very great pleasure to introduce to you uh, someone who I've known for as long as I've known anyone in my life. Um, Al Benson uh, is a friend of mine who I went to school with um, many, many years ago. Uh, and he's someone who has lived a life of adventure. Um, in 2000, at the age of 16, he set off to Argentina uh, to climb uh, Aconcagua, the highest mountain in South America. Uh, since then, he's climbed Mount Denali. And uh, for reasons known only to himself, he wrote solo Zodiac Wall on El Capitan, a uh, 3,000 foot rock face in, uh, in uh, Yosemite Valley. Um, <clears throat> and he did it in winter by himself. Uh, so we're going to talk about that. But the theme for today's episode is what haven't I learned from my, my adventures? So Al, welcome to the show. It's great to have you here. Yeah, thanks guys. It's great to be here. Um, first of all, um, why don't you tell us what adventure means to you? Uh, I guess in its, in its purest sense, adventure is, um, is probably the undertaking something with, uh, with an outcome that's unknown. Um, I think for me, that's probably where I draw the line between adventure and fun. Um, you know, the moment I set off uh, to do something where um, it, it's, it's unclear whether I'll succeed, um, essentially. Um, and there's a, there's, a, there's a quantity of unknown in, in what I'm going to, going to go and try and do. Um, for sure. I think that's how I define it. Um, what it means to me, I guess it's, um, it's, it's for 20 years now, it's been something I've uh, constantly come back to um, at, at varying um, intervals of regularity, I'd say. Um, and it's always, uh, I guess it regrounds me every time I, I find myself on a, on a big adventure um, for sure. Um, I find myself sort of coming back slightly refreshed, um, even if it's not physically refreshed. Um, I certainly feel I, I've, I've, I will have achieved something for sure. Mm. What, what do you mean by that? Even if I'm not physically refreshed, I'm refreshed. Dig a bit deeper into that. Um, well, uh, you know, for, for me, a holiday isn't, isn't, it's never really about um, physically recovering from anything. It's usually about, psychologically recovering or um or uh sort of resetting myself mentally you know and the and these are the, certainly the bigger adventures i've been on that's what they act as they act as sort of a reset you you come back uh, even though you may be physically broken when you step off the plane and arrive back home um mentally you know i, I sort of feel ready to tackle a new stage in life often yeah yeah i love that you know, every, every adventure that we go on, when we come back, it's a new stage of life that we enter into. We're definitely not the same person when we come back from an adventure as when we left. Absolutely. Like I, um, you could say that even for the smaller adventures, I, I you know, the, the, the day adventures mm -hmm. that you undertake, but I think certainly uh, the longer trips I go on, um, you come back a different person. I, I wouldn't always say I'm a better person. Um, but I certainly uh, am different. Um, I have a different perspective than when I left, even if it's only ever so slightly so. And so do you find, you say that you're more prepared for the next stage of life. Do you find that these big adventures end up defining the new stage of life for you? 
Um, often, uh, I, I have a, um, a sort of often have a love hate relationship with adventure, and mm. um, I'll often go away. I, I wouldn't say I adventure um, regularly. Like I'm certainly not an addict in the way that I know some people are. Um, but I think, um, yeah, often I'll sort of have the urge to go on a big trip. Um, at a point in my at times in my life where I want to consider something or um, it sort of it sort of feels right um, and I guess you couldn't say the adventure marks a new stage of life but I guess sometimes they uh, act as sort of a, a breakwater if that makes sense um, and I come back and I know I probably won't go again for a year or so um, and I can focus on things back home perhaps. So that's a really interesting piece that the adventure is almost a vehicle for a decision-making process that you, you arrive somewhere where you, where something needs to change, where maybe the, the direction just needs to be tweaked a little bit. And it's at that moment that you get the itchy feet that you're like, I need to go on a trip. And when you're on that trip, something about taking yourself out of your context, out of your comfort zone into the unknown, creates creates a space for the insight to show up um yeah i'd say to an extent i'd say that's true to an extent um yeah i often find that i uh, I, I sort of tend to uh, want to go on an adventure when i find some dissatisfaction in life uh you know i think sometimes we uh we go through life and and we get to these stages where it's not quite clear why you're not satisfied but you aren't quite um, and sometimes uh, the bigger adventures help me um, help me realign my expectations and um, realign the you know what it is I'm asking for out of life maybe mm. reprioritize. So, how did you get into adventure? And importantly, what haven't you learned? I love that question. Uh, tell us what that question means. Uh, and any answers that come from that question. Okay, so um, yeah, so how did I get into adventure? I guess um, you already know this story, Tom, but uh, but I'll, I'll repeat it for the for the benefit of everyone who's who's listening. Um, uh, I was uh, obviously at boarding school in the UK um, as a as a teenager and a young man, um, and I actually found it found school quite hard. Um, I didn't, um, you know, I would say I was I was probably bullied um, a fair bit and. Um, I struggled oftentimes to fit in with, uh, with the status quo. Um, and I wasn't quite sure why. Um, and I guess my dad was actually really encouraging and he used to encourage me to try and go on these trips, um, you know, that, that the school would put on, um, I guess, to try and broaden my perspective of the world, you know, see things I hadn't seen before. Um, and I was actually incredibly privileged to go on a, uh, on a trip when I was 16 in the winter of uh, late 2000 um, uh, with, with, a, with a bunch of sort of school friends. So I didn't actually know at all well. Um, you know, we sort of set off and we got to know each other on the trip. We went to Argentina um, uh, to try and climb this big mountain there, Aconcagua. Uh, technically, it's um, not, not challenging. It's, it's a walk, um, but it is really high. Um, uh, you know, almost 7,000 meters high. Certainly the high, it's the highest mountain in the world outside of the Himalayas, for sure. Um, 
and I sort of set off and you know as a as a as a boy who was probably not very happy struggled to get on at school um with with people um and actually the challenge that presented itself to me you know over that two or three week trip um not only culturally you know going to a different country going to a totally different part of the world um but also uh physically and mentally um you know i got quite sick early on in the trip um with altitude sickness um and there was a lot of doubt that i was going to make it um or that i was going to achieve what i set out to achieve um which is you know, adventure is full, filled with that. I mean, for me, it's it's almost always filled with doubt. Um, but I guess as as the trip went on, it turned out that I acclimatized really well, and um, I actually ended up to be one of the stronger members of the group. And I remember, you know, on the last day, we set off to to reach the summit of this huge mountain, and um, it was really cold, probably well below well below freezing. Um, it was really windy. Um, we we camped at. Um, probably around 5,800 meters, um, you know, so the altitude is very challenging, keeping food down, extremely challenging. Well, I remember we set off early in the morning and everyone who'd, who'd made it that far gradually sort of, um, sort of, sort of peeled off from, from the group, you know, people got sick, people were too cold. And I found myself, um, with, uh, with our school teacher, Rupert, um, standing at, probably somewhere over 6,000 meters, 6,200 meters as a, you know, just turned 17 year old boy. Um, and was, um, you know, I guess we, we didn't actually make the summit. And I guess that's a huge lesson in itself that, um, the fact I didn't make it to the top, um, is sort of irrelevant. Um, you know, I, I performed better than any of the other, at the end of the other, um, guys in, on the trip. And, um, I guess I returned home having made it to that point in a gale, minus 10, sun coming up, every bit of clothing I, I owned on, my face totally covered. And I thought, wow, this is pretty hardcore. Um, and, I, and I returned home a, a totally changed individual, really, because I was buoyed up with the confidence that I'd achieved something that no one else, uh, certainly in, in the small world I was familiar with, which was my school, um, that nobody else had achieved. And I, and I was almost certain that um, at that at that point, no one else could have achieved. Um, so, and I returned to school with with a much changed attitude, which was very much a case of, uh, I it gave me a, a sense of value for myself. Um, I suddenly had this direction, which was I'm going to climb mountains um, because it's special, and it and it means a lot to me suddenly. Um, and and I didn't really care what anyone else thought. All of a sudden, and 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 being able to shrug that off as a as a teenager and a, and a young man when for some reason what other people think of you is so important um, w w was incredibly powerful um, and I guess that was the catalyst for me um, uh, to, to take up rock climbing and mountaineering you know I suddenly became obsessed with the history of mountaineering the adventures that people have been on and and I was sort of um, excited about um, the you know if I could learn this on, about myself on one trip then what could I learn in a lifetime of adventure? Um, and uh, so, so that's really the background of how I got into it. And then, and you know, it's just a natural progression from walking up hills to climbing up cliffs to mixing the two together, from climbing rock to climbing ice um, to riding bicycles in the mountains. All of that, really. Um, and, and I've done done those things ever since. Um, 
so yeah that's that and i and i guess um what didn't i learn what haven't i learned you know about advent what haven't i learned about myself um almost everything is <laughs> <laughs> probably the answer mm. um it, it, it's much harder i think that's what one of the allures of adventure certainly for me is that there's always this promise that you're going to find an a new level to yourself, a new um, ability to suffer, a new toughness, a new uh, sense of purpose. Um, and uh, if anything, it, it, it doesn't really show you that um, because when you're on a real adventure, um, all of the bravado and machismo that, that, you, that maybe drove you, perhaps drove you to where you are, um, you know, the hope that you'd learn something something new you, you forget that the process of of learning those things is not easy um and actually um when, when you get there um you often don't aren't always convinced that it's where you want to be at all uh um but i always come back and um i'm quite specific about uh trying to um take, learn the practical lessons of, of what i've done um learning about myself i probably am much tougher than i think um, although I've, I've tested myself pretty hard nowadays, so I've, I'm pretty aware of how tough I am physically. Um, mentally, I'm always much weaker than I expect to be. Um, there's a, you know, the, the phrase, there's always a reason to turn around. There's always a reason to go down. Uh, comes into my head a lot when I adventure, um, certainly on bigger climbs. Um, you know, the doubt, is, the doubt is real and the fear is real for sure. Um, so I'd say, um, yeah you know but I think just having an honesty with you know I come back with an honesty about myself you know I think it's really hard to to go on a true adventure and that that's a different for every person you know an adventure for someone could be something totally different than an adventure for some you know for myself um but I always come back with an awareness of myself an awareness of my limits um and perhaps an appreciation for uh, the things I have, you know, the people I love, um, they always, I guess, are always a, a driver and coming back safely. Um, if I can, if I can control those things. So, yeah, it's a long answer to your question, but I think I want No, it's amazing. What a, um, it's such a powerful story. And as I said, we went to school together and I wanted to go on that trip to Aconcagua and as you were as you were sharing that story, I just wondered how my last two years at school might have been different if I had been able to undergo that same transformation that you had. Because yeah. I had the I had the exact same experience at school. I hated it. I was I did not I didn't fit in. I didn't belong there. I was bullied. I was homesick. I was I was an outcast. Um, and just like you, I found solace in the outdoors when I learned to climb, when I learned to mountain bike, when I learned to, to um, you know, to kayak down rivers. Um, and yeah, I just, I just wonder how, how different those last two years would have been if I'd have actually yeah. been able to raise the money and, and go on that trip. Um, and I just, I love this idea of what haven't I learned, this, this whole concept that we're on a quest to discover something but what we get is something entirely different yeah well i i think that um 
that has always been um, for me that, you know, and no, no, the, the learning points for any adventure never quite match up to being, um, you know, they're, they're never quite what I expect, you know, whether it's that I learned that, um, I guess, you know, on the practical level, some of the things I've learned might be, uh, you know, when you, when you're confronted with huge challenges that seem unsurmountable, um, break them down into small parts. You know, that's, that's a practical lesson that I have learned. Um, certainly by big wall climbing, you know, it can just seem so overwhelming the the quantity of difficulty you've got to overcome, but you just go, well, I'll just do the next difficult thing for now and see what happens, how I feel after that. And before you know it, you're, you know, you're four days in and, uh, and, and you're doing what you achieve, but, um, you, you know, achieving what you achieve. But I think, um, you've just got to be careful that you don't set off an adventure, hoping on an adventure, hoping to learn something about yourself. Um, I think that there's a real risk if you set off on a given adventure, hoping that it's going to teach you something about yourself that um, it, it detracts on the adventure itself because you, you don't learn that. You know, what happens if you're not learning? What happens if you do just go out and learn that you're nowhere near as tough as you'd hoped <laughs> um, and that you have to give up, uh, you know, and, and that, in, I mean, that, that in itself is a huge lesson, but um, and certainly something I've learned to do over the years. Uh, but I think it's an example of don't go out expecting to learn something specific because you may well not not learn that, and it'll and it and it could have the wrong effect, you know, and be demoralizing. Or, um, and yeah. really what happens when we go on an adventure is our capacity to execute and imagine and participate in life just expands and our desire increases. And so what we really learn is that, you know, as much as we've just achieved this thing, now there's this greater thing that we want to achieve. And we, we learn like, well, like we know what the gap is between who we are and who we wanted to be initially, but then it expands even more. And we're like, Oh shit, there's a bigger gap. And yeah. one of the really powerful things I've learned from adventure is that it's never done, right? Like my, my unfinished tick list in Squamish is like, it's longer than my arm it's, and, and it's never gotten shorter. It's only ever gotten longer. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I, I think, um, yeah, I, I totally agree. You know that, that mm -hmm. you know when I said there's there's always another adventure to go on, um, but for me, like for me personally, um, I know I've had an adventure um, when I come back and I can't think of anything worse than going back. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like when I'm um, when I'm done. You know, uh, you know when I've uh, and I think that's a sign that you've you've pushed yourself perhaps maybe too hard. Who knows? Um, you know, you know, you've had a good time, you know, you've changed, you know, you've learned a lot. But if someone said to you, mate, tomorrow, go out and do it all again. Um, often I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to positively answer yes uh, to that question. I think, it, you know, because it's not always, um, it's not always a, a pleasant experience. Um, mm. It's the, you know, the physical, actual physical nature of, of doing those things is not always um, pleasant or rewarding. But it's the process for me. It's often the process of coming back safely, and reflecting on them. Uh, that that gives me the most, the most pleasure. I think that, um, that speaks to that really basic training principle that rest day is training day. 
<laughs> yeah. That, yeah, yeah. What you just said about that need to reflect and great. Yeah. Like if you just go on adventure after adventure, you just break yourself. You need yeah. that integration period, right? Yeah. And on that scale, it's no longer rest day is training day. It's rest season is training season. Yeah, and I think um, there are there are people who who adventure all the time, but I think they, you know, they probably, as I said, every person has a different um, threshold, and so you know, if you were adventuring all the time, your threshold for that kind of higher level of stress would increase. So actually, what may be a, an adventure for me isn't an adventure for someone who makes their living out of um, out of going on those adventures, um, and and for them, something that may be massively adventurous to me. Uh, maybe a reflection period for them you know when you when you when you put it like that i think um but yeah i totally agree that um that uh yeah you don't, you don't get stronger when you're training you get stronger when you rest in between training exactly I mean, maybe that's that's a, that's a valuable point for sure and it certainly rings true to the way that um i go about um yeah the, the bigger adventures so on the subject of things that i don't want to do um, and big wall climbing. What does it mean to climb? What does it mean to rope solo the zodiac wall in winter? Like, that's a lot of words. Like, explain what that means, like from zero. Um, I mean, you know, on the grand scale of things, I just like to highlight for your listeners: rope soloing El Cap is not something that nobody's ever done before, or. Um, or, or doesn't happen on, on, on quite a regular basis. Um, certainly among, it's a thing that know. the majority of people will have no idea what it means. <laughs> yeah, maybe, yeah. Um, but but um, so to rope solo, um, everyone would have seen uh, what, what free soloing is with obviously the recent release of, of um, the film of Alex Honnold climbing El Cap without ropes and alone. Um, that, that's free climbing um, and free soloing, you know, incredibly uh, risky thing to do. Um, rope soloing is actually different, where you you are protected by um, by a rope, um, and what you actually do is you 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 belay yourself from your harness, um, and the rope is essentially tied to a to a safe point on the cliff. Um, and so, if you fall, uh, the the locking mechanism is not your belayer at the base of of a pitch. It's actually the locking mechanism is you. Um, uh, you know, the mechanism locks on your harness. Um, the, 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 what you actually have to do is you climb a pitch, um, threading the rope through protection as you go. Um, and when you reach the top of that pitch, you then have to, uh, repel back down the pitch. Um, so slide back down the rope, um, and then climb back up the pitch again, taking all of your equipment out as you go. Um, and then finally, uh, on a multi-day big wall climb, you then have to haul your, haul all of your bags, which includes water, food, um, uh, your, your sleeping equipment. Um, and any, uh, you know, warm clothes, all that stuff that all has to be hauled afterwards. And you do that, um, sort of for days on end, actually. Uh, and, and so that, that is what, uh, rope soloing or certainly big wall rope soloing entails. Um, and so when I went to do that, it was a perfect example of what I said. It was like this breakwater in my life. Um, I was just about to go and start a new job, um, and, uh, sort of a new profession, in fact. Um, and I, and I had this re it was something I'd always wanted to do. Um, since the first time I, I went big wall climbing and climbed El Cap, I thought, well, you know, it'd be pretty gnarly to come back here and do this alone. Um, why did I choose to do it in winter? 
uh, I had no idea um, because I thought it would be more challenging, uh, I guess, uh, colder, more miserable. Uh, I might learn more about myself by doing it that way. Um, and having actually experienced big wall climbing in the summer, in the heat, um, I was willing to risk a, a Californian mega storm, um, which I know are fairly rare, uh, in order to just be, have to take less water and, and not be boiling hot the entire time. Uh, so, um, yeah, so, so that, that's what that was. Um, the, the adventure itself probably stands out just because of, um, I chose to do it totally alone. Uh, and, and, and actually I chose to do it alone based on some previous experience I've had, um, trying to solo big walls on previous trips, uh, to, to Yosemite where actually I'd had help in certain areas. So like, for instance, people had helped me pack my bags and people had helped me carry those bags to the bottom of the cliff. Um, and I failed actually at, at the, at the objectives I set myself because I found it so, uh, stark and difficult to go from having a friend carry your bags to the bottom of the cliff and then sort of say, okay, mate, well, stay safe. See you in three days and have them just walk off back down the hill and find myself standing alone at the base of uh, the base of a big wall. Um, I found that, that, that was just too stark a difference. So actually I, um, made a promise to myself that I, when I went to climb El Cap alone, uh, in 2013, um, I, I would do the whole thing alone. And that included um, flying to America alone, um, driving to the valley alone, um, planning, to planning to be there alone um, and do everything alone. So uh, walk all of my equipment and water to the base of the cliff alone, um, walk it all off alone. Um, so that the, the, the whole process was, um, you know, I'd been alone for, for a week and a half by the time I started climbing or a week. Um, and, and it was way easier to suddenly deal with my own company when I'd already sort of done that. And, you know, never really alone in California, you know, there's loads of people, you know, it's not like that, but I was just, um, I went into it with, with this, um, idea that I'd remain self-sufficient essentially. And, um, yeah. And I, and I think, uh, at that point, the, the, the reasons I did it were, I wanted to, um, prove to myself that I could do these things without the help of anyone else. Um, that's really actually in my reflection period, it, it felt quite selfish um, because I've, I've realized that I do enjoy uh, being on adventures with other people. Um, but I think it was a reflection of some of the adventures I've been on in the past where um, we hadn't achieved what we'd achieved because I'd had um, perhaps my climbing partner had not been um, in the same place mentally as me. They weren't quite psyched. They were maybe not quite as fit or, you know, all of those things that come with, being with someone else and um, and having someone else to rely on or, or who relies on you. Uh, th those things had added, at that time in my life, I felt they'd added an element of complication. I didn't want that. Um, it was, uh, um, now I reflect on it, it's really selfish. And actually I look back at, at myself from seven years ago and I, I think now, um, you know, you lose a lot by not being on an adventure with someone. Um, but back then I was, you know, I was, I, I had this goal. I was going to get to the top and I felt that, um, you know, that, that was part of it was being alone. And when I wanted to prove to myself that I could do it all without the help of anyone else. Um, did it take away from the adventure? Uh, no, you know, I had an adventure for sure. Um, did it, um, 
do I have anyone to share that with? No. You know, so there's no, no, there's nobody to, um, who I can chat about, about the things that happened on, on, in those five days. There's, there's no one to share that with, you know, the difficulties I had were all my own. Um, you know, I had the most, some of the scariest experiences of my life and there was no one to talk to about those, those things, those, 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 um, you know, the falls I took or the failures, um, and, and that certainly made it harder in the, in the rawest sense of adventure. Um, but it's probably, uh, make, makes that adventure less colorful than it, um, than it might otherwise be, uh, maybe. Don't know. I mean, yeah, what a, what an amazing thing to do, uh, to, to come, to come back to to our theme for the day. What did those experiences teach you of being alone, of having to deal with those terrifying moments alone, of um, spending all of that time and not being able to share it with anyone? Like, how how did you change as a result of that? Well, I mean, the biggest change is, I, I mean, the biggest change is, as I said, I, I, I think I would rather have been with someone, but it wouldn't have been the adventure it was um, if I'd been with someone. So that I guess that is probably one of the biggest things is that um, the people you're with are, are almost 50%, if not more of the adventure itself. Um, but I've come to learn over the years that that means the adventure is even more, more unlikely to be the way you want it to be because there's someone else who, uh, who, who, who plays a part in that adventure. Um, what did I learn? We'll come back to, um, or what didn't you learn? I, I didn't learn that I was, um, I, I certainly didn't learn that I was, I was tough. Uh, I don't think, you know, I, I certainly uh, broke or, or very nearly broke a few times on that climb. I remember one, um, yeah, the last, the last day actually, uh, I mean, a little story from it. Um, the last day I camped on this quite big ledge for Zodiac is not, not there's no ledges on that climb. So, um, it was my fourth night and, and I reached a ledge called peanut ledge. Um, and it was flat. Um, uh, I actually reached it funny, funny anecdote. I reached it and needed a wee so badly that I literally put, like I stood up on the ledge the moment I got there and, and peed. Um, and then realized it was where I was going to have to sleep. Um, so that's just a, maybe that'll make people laugh um, after I peed. I, I mean, I needed to pee yeah. so badly. But anyway, the last day you set off off that ledge and you climb this wide, uh, this wide crack. Um, it, when I say wide, it's like this wide is what's called an off width. Um, and I wasn't going to free climb the off width because I, I, I'm not very good at free climbing off widths and free climbing alone. Uh, that high on LCAP with, with, in the method I was doing is actually really hard and quite fiddly. Um, so I was going to um, use camming devices to, to make my way up that, that crack. Um, and uh, it started um, kind of quite, like, quite narrow and it gets wider. And I actually placed the cam in there that was too big for the slot. Um, and I was pretty scared, I guess. I've been scared for four days. Um, and I jammed it in too tightly. Um, and it was the only camera that size I had. And I knew that as the crack widened, I'd need that bigger cam to progress. Um, and it got stuck. And, and uh, I, I couldn't, in my head, I couldn't foresee a way of proceeding without this cam. And it was totally stuck. Uh, and I mean, like, when I say totally stuck, I mean, 
suddenly I realized I, I was going to lose this cam and I didn't have a way of getting up the crack without it. I had, I, I only had one. I didn't want to free climb it. I wasn't confident enough in myself. Um, and I remember hanging there in the, in the morning light, uh, basically crying, um, as I beat that cam with a hammer, uh, to, to try and get it out. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, it was just a, a classic example of probably a number of problems I'd solved on, on the, you know, and, uh, and there was, in the end, it did come loose. It probably took me half an hour to get it loose. Um, but that half an hour seemed like half an hour filled with utter desperation. Um, and, and I thought to myself, God, it's, it's good I'm alone because um, otherwise people would have, would have seen what a, what a loser I was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hanging there, high on this uh, high on El Cap sort of, in tears because I've jammed the cam and all I want to do is finish. Um, you know, I planned to finish that day. Um, so I was quite keen to move on. Um, and I guess, you know, that, that's an example of, you know, I, I just proved to myself I, I wasn't tough. I wasn't, I didn't innovate in the way I'd hoped I would. Um, I didn't problem solve um, in the way I'd, I'd hoped I would. You know, I literally hit the thing with a hammer till it came loose. Um, <laughs> and maybe that was the only way of solving it solving the problem but I, you know, I, it wasn't like it came up with some some natty innovative way of of, of sorting <laughs> um which is i guess i i view myself as innovative but i didn't um didn't, what's didn't interesting do. to me just listening to you tell that story and and just in a more general sense is that when the adventure goes wrong we get presented with all of the same stuff that we deal with on a day-to-day basis I would venture that that feeling of being a loser and I don't want anyone to see how much of a loser I am. That's not the first time that you felt that. No, no, of course not. And Uh, as you were telling me the story or as you were telling us the story, what I was hearing is a perfectly reasonable thing went wrong and a solution was found and successful outcome was achieved. I guess, yeah, and, and I, I just think- The story that plays in your head is, oh my God, thank God no one's here because I'm such a loser and they would see how weak I am. Yeah, yeah. Uh, t- totally. And I, I mean, is that, is that one of the good things about being alone? You, you know, would I, have, would I have present, would that would I have done the same thing um, with someone else? In fact, yeah, I definitely would. I, I've certainly cried in front of other climbing partners. So, um, so yes, I would have done. Um, uh, uh, but yeah, I guess, you know that it comes back to what I what I what I said what I previously said, which was you set off an adventure thinking that it's going to prove you know that you're going to you're going to prove to yourself that you're tough or prove to yourself that um, you know you, any of those things. Um, and actually, you know, I got to the top and was I proud of what I'd achieved over the last five days? Hell yeah! I mean, I'm here, still here talking about it seven years later. Um, it's still one of the highlights of my life. But if I'd wanted to learn that I was tough, mm. saying off on that, yeah, I guess I am. But just, I think, um, don't be lured into, into thinking that your toughness will present itself in a way that, well, um, that it probably actually, won't. It's your you know, the fact I, yeah, the, the so, fact I cried probably doesn't make me any less tough. But it's certainly, um, if that's what you perceive as tough, um, someone who, who gets on with things and, and you grit your teeth and it's just, yeah, never mind, then, then perhaps you'd be disappointed. I mean, this this um, toughness, it's come up a number of times. What did you yeah. actually learn about yourself? 
You wanted <laughs> to learn that you were, you wanted to prove your toughness, but what did you actually learn about yourself? Um, I learned that I probably, um, wow. I don't know. I, I don't know. I know what I did. I, know, I can tell you what I didn't learn. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> um, I don't, what did I learn? I mean, You know, I guess, I think I set off on that adventure thinking I'd come back totally changed, you know, and that life would be easy. Mm. Um, because I, in my head, I'd set myself such a severe challenge mm -hmm. uh, that everything, there's no way um, it, I could come back and anything wouldn't seem easy. But that's very short-lived. That feeling of invincibility is it's extremely short-lived. I mean, you realize that you come back and um, all you've really learned is that the challenges you left are still there, um, even though you've escaped for three weeks and that um, you still have to deal with them. And you still have to, to be able to, I guess, you've shown yourself resilient physically. Mm. Now prove that um, you, can, you can go on and be resilient in day-to-day -day life and... Um, I guess another thing I've learned is that day-to-day -day life isn't always easier than being on an adventure. Often uh, it is way harder um, because, it, it, you know, there is no escaping day-to-day -day life often. An adventure is an escape by its very nature. Mm. So um, I talk about adventures for me being a breakwater and they certainly often are, but day-to-day -day life, I think I, I, what I really learned was that... Um, day-to-day -day life is as challenging as and going on an adventure like that. It's just it's, a different it's, kind of challenge. It's interesting um, that you say that, that day-to-day -day life is just as hard. And you were going on this escape where you wanted to prove your toughness. And you yeah. thought that by going on this escape and proving that you were tough, you'd come back and everything would be easier. Yeah. But, but what you really like these feelings and emotions that you're expressing, you really ran into the same feelings and emotions on the adventure that you're yeah. running into in your day-to-day -day life. Like those are, when we run into that problem on an adventure, when we hit that wall, we hit the same aspects of ourself that, that we are ashamed of in our regular life. Yes, and I think so. So what I like, one thing that can happen when we do something big and we have expectations is that those expectations can actually keep us from realizing what we learned and how profoundly we did change. And so I wonder if we dig below, if we just sink below those expectations, what you did learn and what you did take away and how you were changed, because you're still talking about this seven years later. And so you yeah. were changed. You did learn something profound. And what was that profound thing that you learned? I, I mean, I, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, don't, I honestly, I can't, I don't think I can answer that. Um, so, I think, and, and this is, I think for me, for me personally, um, th this is, this is the point, right? Is that, um, I think we all often, for me, I want to go on an adventure and I, th and I want to, um, learn something profound and, and often it will be a case of the things that have driven me in the past will be, I don't know what I don't know. But maybe I'll find out what I don't know. 
by challenging myself like this. And maybe I'll find out something uh, from, you know, th that I don't know. Um, but actually, um, you know, I, I, I think I may, I may just disagree with you there, Curtis. I'm not sure I did learn anything profound. I just, I'm not sure, I, I'm not always sure adventure pro pro provides that. It's almost like you chip away, um, you chip away at something profound, maybe. But um, if I can, uh, if I can jump in here, what the way I see this is, if you remember back when I when I said to you that these feelings of I'm a loser and I hope no one finds out, it's probably not the first time that you felt those. There was a moment of, huh, yeah, probably. And for me, what I learn on adventure is the things about myself that I don't know are a challenge in my day-to-day -day life. Yeah. Because when it goes wrong, when I'm faced with my mortality, when, you know, when the shit's about to hit the fan, all of the feelings that are just simmering away at a low level and preventing me from being the fullest expression of myself in my day-to-day -day life, suddenly they're, they're here yeah. right in front of your face. And you're like, well, I have to deal with these in this moment right now, or I'm going to die. And you know, whether that means I have to beat my cam out of the crack with a hammer or whatever it means, if you can be present to it, and if you can take that magnifying glass that has been, you know, shone on you and take it back into your reflection period afterwards and go, hmm, so why do I feel like a loser? Why am yeah. I worried that people are going to see me in my vulnerability? If you, can, if you can come back from your adventure and ask yourself, why did those emotions that I experienced when something went wrong, that's when you really learn. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think you're, you're probably right. Um, yeah. But I think also there's a, you know, there's elements of adventures I've been on where I haven't, um, I haven't achieved what I set out to achieve. Mm. Um, and those are almost more, more, it, it, it's almost more important that, um, you come back from those adventures and you, you, you know, I have found myself still, you know, and that's much like daily life. Often, if we don't achieve the things we set out to achieve, um, or we don't reach the standard we were hoping to. Um, and I think more important really is, you know, that adventure on El Cap was one of the times I have achieved, but uh, there are times where I haven't. And, um, and it's, you just have to try and, uh, try and give yourself a break on those times. You know, it's learning to be e go easy on yourself when you presented yourself with a challenge that, um, you know, and, and I guess it's coming to terms with the fact that you may not reach that standard that you set out. And I think for me, being able to let that lie and not let it, um, not let it become an overriding or overwhelming uh, sense of worry does that make sense i think we often live with these hopes but it's a case of being able to let go and go well what did i learn by not achieving what i set out to achieve um other than Agura is a perfect example of that you didn't yes you never stood on the summit 
and this was your first uh, i don't know if it was your first mountain experience but it was your first big mountain experience yeah and exactly. on paper it was a failure right on paper you said yeah. to stand on the summit of a mountain and that's not what happened however yeah. it changed the course of your life forever absolutely and uh, and i think that's the that's the in that instance it was very clear to me that I'd, it was very clear even from the moment I turned around, I was proud of what I'd achieved. Um, and I think what's harder to come to terms with is the, um, is the times where I've turned around and I've looked back and gone, did I have to turn around? Mm. You know, what was it, was it, you know, why, why didn't I carry on? You know, what was it about, what was I scared of? What was I afraid of? What were, what were the uncertainties that I couldn't quite, um, balance, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't come to terms with, um, and why did I turn around, but being able to give myself the opportunity to go, but that's okay. It's okay to be scared. It's okay to, to, to not have made it. It's okay to have just, um, you know, felt uncom too uncomfortable to continue. Um, uh, you know, those are equally important times to come back and just reflect on the person you, you are, but to try and, to not attach the value to the success it is it, of the value of yourself to that success is, is the hardest thing. And um, the thing that I guess over my entire um, time adventuring, uh, you know, over the 20 years that I've been climbing, um, it's, it's that really is um, I have learned to, to find value in the person I am despite my failures and despite um you know, not achieving what you want in day-to-day -day life. I think that's um, that's just really important that, that I've learned to live with those failures. Um, even when I, in reflection, I could probably have continued. Um, I could probably have weathered the storm or um, or been more scared, but I just wasn't willing to at that, at that time. So I, get, I think that's important to know is that um, when you fail, you've got to live with that failure. And that's something that's a really important lesson do and and i've heard i'm just kind of like drawing a picture of what you've shared through your experiences and what i've learned from you and what i've learned that you've learned through your experiences and <laughs> i'm curious would you be interested in hearing me play back to you what i've heard and tell you a bit about yourself yeah yeah absolutely I, i'm i'm all ears yeah okay for anyone who's watching this, uh, I'd like to tell you about Al Benson. He's an adventurer and an explorer. And, and if you're thinking about going on a big adventure, I'm going to tell you why you should adventure with Al Benson. <laughs> Al, Benson right. Al Benson is an individual who's set out to prove how tough he is, to take his place in the world through adventure. And what he learned by going on adventure is not how tough he is, but how vulnerable he is and how human he is and how important that vulnerability is. And he hasn't quite realized it yet, but that vulnerability is his greatest strength. And because he understands how to be vulnerable, because he understands how exposed he is, he plans meticulously for each adventure. And if you go out with him, you're not going out with someone who is acting on bravado. 
he still seeks to explore how tough he is. And the fact that he is tough is demonstrated by the fact that he sets more and more intense challenges for himself. And if he wasn't so in tune with his vulnerability, he wouldn't adventure as much as he does. He would adventure at a level that proves his toughness, but instead he adventures at a level that opens him up to his vulnerability, to his humanity. And when he goes home, he understands what it like, feels like to not accomplish what you set out to accomplish. And he understands he is learning how to be gentle with himself. He is learning how to not beat himself up over his objectives. He hasn't mastered it, but he understands failure. And if you go out with him, you're going to have an experience and you're going to learn about yourself and you're going to be with an individual who represents excellence and represents adventure. And that's why you should go out with Al Benson. Fair enough, Curtis. Yeah. I mean, that's brilliant. Um, yeah, it's very, very, that's, that was uh, very impressive. I don't even know how to respond really. Um, I feel, uh, yeah, you know, there's bits that you've absolutely nailed, mate. Absolutely nailed. <laughs> I don't know how, how you've done that. It's very, very good. Yeah. Cool. Hmm. Thank you. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Yeah. What does it feel like to receive that? Uh, it feels good. Mm -hmm. Feels um wow when when you try and when you sort of presented it like uh, this is why you should go climbing with Al Benson. Um, <clears throat> I've not. I don't think I've ever framed it like that. I've never framed myself in that way. Mm. Uh, why why should someone come adventuring with me? I I think I've probably only ever framed it in the way that why wouldn't why wouldn't why wouldn't someone want to go with me? You know. Mm. Um, so yeah, I mean that was um, very powerful just in itself for me, actually. Um, really, really powerful. Um, but yeah, you hit some bits. You bang on, planning meticulously. I have no idea where you got that from, but it absolutely is <laughs> is my way for sure. Um, yeah, totally. So, what's next for you, Al? Is there is there an adventure on the horizon? Well, I'm a pretty new dad, uh, <laughs> so that in itself is an, is an adventure. Um, I guess it's, um, yeah, I, I've, you know, I've, I've started a new job again, which is um, challenging. And I think, um, as I said before, I guess the adventure at the moment is trying to find balance, you know, um, trying to um, trying to work out where my comfort zone lies now that I'm a dad. Um, because that does change things, um, you know, whether, whether I'll be comfortable to take the risks I've taken before, um, you know, whether I'm, or, or whether I, my adventure will lie further in, um, you know, in, in a different place, you know, where there's less risk, but, um, more challenge. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. Uh, I think that, that for me is the next adventure, just finding out, finding out where to go you know, where, where I'll take it from here. I know, I know that um, the last year has been challenging for everyone. And it's certainly, you know, it hasn't been an easy time to go adventuring. Certainly not like global adventures um, that, that I might otherwise have gone on. Um, but I've learned a lot 
by um, doing the adventures, you know, being on daily adventures close to home. But I have no idea. I don't know, you know, but certainly the, uh, uh, over the past month or two, um, the, the, the things that, you know, the inkling is starting to come back to go on another, on another big trip. Um, but what I find when I go, it'll be the first time I've done it as a dad. Um, and, and I may find something totally different, you know, a, a, an Al Benson that I haven't found before. So, um, whether he's a, whether he's a, vun, a, more, a more vulnerable Al Benson or, a, or, a, um, uh, you know, or, or a tougher Al Benson, who knows, but, um, yeah, I think there'll be something, something soon. Uh, but I don't know what. I, I get a sense of the answer to this question already, but do you have like a laundry list of the adventures that you want to go on or is each adventure just a, a, a spur of the moment? I mean, it's obviously meticulously planned, but was climbing the Zodiac wall as a rope solo, like on your list of things to do, or was it more organic than that? Yeah, I have a list. I mean, what Curtis said, um, what Curtis said earlier, which is, you realize you're never finished. Um, you know, with, with, with 20 years, um, my list is huge. Uh, but, but that is one of the great things about, um, about climbing and mountaineering and is that you can, um, you know, the more you do it, the, the longer your list. And I came to terms a long time ago with the fact that my, I would never complete the list, you know, and that, um, that's ridiculous. But I do have adventures in mind that, um, that work for, you know, that could be, you know, that I can pull off the list at this time in my life because I, I only have a three week period or um, because when I'm able to get time off, it's winter as opposed to summer or vice versa. Or, um, you know, I, I certainly have, have, a, have a list of things that I could tap into, but it's never complete. <laughs> the list gets longer more quickly than I tick things off it for sure. Um, but I've certainly broadened um, the, the kind of things I look at doing. Um, you know, I, I think for a long time, it was just go climbing, go climbing, go climbing. Um, but I've recently started viewing, you know, thinking about maybe mountain biking more, um, road cycling, you know, long, long bike rides. Um, uh, my wife is dead keen to try and, um, try and uh, raft the Grand Canyon at some point. Um, who knows when we'll ever get a permit, you know, 2050, maybe. <laughs> um, but, you know, that's the kind of thing you could do with kids when they're old enough and they can swim. So um, I guess, yeah, I just try and pick part of the, part of the, you know, part of success is timing it right. You know, be, being fit enough in the right way for the right adventure at a given time. Um, but I often find my, I'm led by my, uh, by my intuition um, as to what what the right adventure is at the right time, based on all kinds of things. Um, so, yeah, but I know there's nothing specific. specific uh, yeah, so just wait and see. So, to wrap up, if you could say one thing to someone who was contemplating taking that step into the unknown either in business or in relationship or into the wilderness what advice would you have for them it comes back to what i said earlier you'll always find a reason not to um because 
to not take the step is is to step back into the known, which is safe. It's easy. Um, but the reality is uh, ignore most of them. <laughs> uh, you know, ignore most of the reasons you can find not to step into the unknown because um, you're going to gain, you're going to, you're going to have a richer, more fuller um, experience of your life by stepping, stepping forward into the unknown. Uh, so uh, ignore the, ignore the, the monkey on your shoulder that tells you not to bother and just get out there, do it, give it a go. Um, you don't know what you'll find, but you'll definitely be a better, wiser person for it, for sure. Amazing. Some very sage wisdom there. Um, Al, it's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. Um, it's great to reconnect with you, and um, I look forward to going on an adventure with you in the not-too-distant future. Yeah, let's do it. It's been brilliant, guys. Thanks so much for having me on. Um, I think I've, I've probably learned a lot. So yeah, thanks so much. And it's been a real pleasure meeting you, Al. Yeah, it's been brilliant. Thank you, Curtis. <laughs>